We are so honored that you would take the time out of your week to listen to this week's message. We pray that you find it helpful and life-giving. If you would like more information on Hope Church, you can check us out at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A dot com. Thanks for listening. Um, my name is Emma Adams, the lead pastor here at Hope Church. For those of you who are listening online, welcome. We're so glad you're part of the Hope Church family. Uh, last week, we talked about how we can discover our purpose. We are in the fourth week of this series, and we're talking about making a difference, and I'm so excited about this week. I get so excited about Growth Track because it's so much a part of who we are in our DNA. Uh, so the first week, we talked about how we are called to know God, and we are created to know God, and we want to help you discover and know God for yourself. And the next week, we talked about how we want you to find freedom. Freedom can be found for anything in your life that is controlling your life. And we said that the best way to find freedom is through groups. Groups. Groups are it. It's where you can find friends who can help you find freedom. So today we're going to be talking about one of the core mission and values of Hope Church, and that is that we believe we are all called to make a difference. One of the longest studies carried out over a 75-year period uh, came with some interesting results. It was all about prioritizing what's important, and that's so challenging in today's world, isn't it? It's really hard to know what is the most important thing. The split focus uh, required to maintain a career and a home, not to mention everything on your Facebook feed, and can we just all talk about how lost we get in ticky-tockies, okay? I'm not going to lie. There's some delicious looking food on TikTok. It's not fair. I wanted a croissant for seven weeks because of TikTok, okay? It's serious. But we want to know what to prioritize. So enter science, right? Enter scientists. Over that 75-year period, Harvard's Grant and Gluick study has tracked the physical and emotional well-being of two populations of 456 poor men growing up in Boston from 1939 to 2014. That's the Grant study. And 268 male graduates of Harvard's classes between 1939 and 1944. That's the Gluick study. The conclusion was, according to Robert, Robert Waldinger, the director of the Harvard Study for Adult Development, uh, that one thing surpasses all the rest in terms of importance. He said this, the clearest message we get from this 75-year study is this. Good relationships keep us happier and healthier, period. Not how much you have in your 401k. Not how much you were able to grow in your position at your company. Not how much you were able to have at retirement or how much you were vested in the company that you worked for all those years. None of that, at the end of the day, really amounted to much. When it comes down to it, what really matters, what really gives your life fulfilling and meaning is love and relationships. And we've talked about over the past couple of weeks how one of the central things that God has given us and has made known to us is love. 
relationships and love, those things that God created for us, just don't end or are complete when we start a relationship with him. As a matter of fact, it's just the beginning. The first truth that I want you to write down this morning, if you're taking notes, is that you are called to make a difference. Write it down. You are called to make a difference. Um, in my life, I have a mirror that I, uh, you know, do the face things in in the morning, right? I brush my teeth and I wash my face and I put on all the, the 17 creams and lotions to try and maintain this beautiful visage in front of you. Um, and on that mirror, when I'm really struggling, I will take a, a pen and I will write, you are a leader, you are enough. You are whatever. If you could take anything away from today, I want you to know that you are called to make a difference. God has already wired you to want to let your life count for other people's sake, not just for your sake. And we believe that you will never be happy until you step into fulfilling the calling that God has on your life. Remember last week we talked about discovering purpose. This is putting feet under your purpose and helping you make a difference. Listen, there's not enough vacations. There's not enough money, cars, or possessions. There is not enough relationships. There are not enough things on this earth that can fully satisfy your desire or your need to what sociologists call transcendence or that uh, your life has impacted the lives of others. God's desire for relationships with people didn't stop just when you said yes because there are so many people who are far from God who need to find freedom and discover their purpose and make a difference too. And God is calling us. In fact, the Bible tells us that his heart is that all people would be saved. He came for all of us. And he doesn't want to leave anybody left behind. He was the original no person left behind, okay, really. It all started with Jesus. As a matter of fact, he is about to, in the Bible, in Matthew, is about to ascend to go back to heaven and sit at the right hand of God at his proper place. And before he goes back, he says to the disciples, all right, kids, gather around, right? All the ladies and the men gather around. And he's like, here's the deal. He said, uh, the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them. This is Matthew 28, 16 through 20. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Nevertheless, he says to those assembled there, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority. What does that mean? Well, in the Greek, all means all. All of it. All power. All authority. In heaven and on earth. That means I got the keys to the kingdom. And then here it goes on and says this. Therefore... Because I have all authority in heaven and earth, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He didn't say, just go to my children Israel, go to my adopted kiddos, the jacked up ones who couldn't get it right for the last however many years. No, he said, go to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
Man, what an amazing commission for us. Jesus is essentially saying that because of his relationship of love with the Father, that he and the Father are one, that he has all authority over all heaven and earth. Relationships that are built on love share authority and power. Mm, I'm going to say that again. Relationships that are built on love share authority and power. Jesus said, therefore, therefore, because I have, I am giving it to you. I have sent my Holy Spirit to live inside of you so that you too can have all power and all authority. Because of this relationship and authority it brings with it, we are sent everywhere to disciple. To disciple. Discipleship is a spiritual relationship that is also built on love. Because I love you, I want you to draw closer to God. I want you to know Jesus. And baptism is an act of trust, isn't it? If I've baptized you, you know it's an act of trust. Because <laughs> I am putting you under the water. And you are trusting that I will bring you back up in time that you will not drown. Right? But baptism is an act of absolute trust. Trust uh, that whoever is going to put you under will pull you back up. But it is also a declaration to the world around you that you are in a trusting, loving relationship with Jesus. And now all power and all authority has been given unto you. And that you have gone under uh, representing death. And that you have laid to death your sins. And that you are coming up alive in Christ. Free from sin. Having all power and all authority. That's why baptism is so powerful and so important and amazing. And if you haven't been baptized yet, I would love to invite you. Um, you literally can just leave your name. If you've said yes to Jesus Christ and you have not been baptized, you got to get it baptized. It's amazing. It is the signature of your relationship. It's like signing the marriage papers, okay? It is the seal. It's amazing. So make sure that you tell them, hey, I haven't been baptized and I'm interested at Next Steps VIP. Um, so also, obedience, Jesus commands us in that passage. He said, uh, let's go back and look at it. It says, therefore, go make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So obedience to the commands of Jesus Christ are what flows from a discipleship relationship. When you come to group, you are in a discipleship relationship with everybody in the group, whoever's leading your group. Now, I heard that this week um, our boy Kyle Hubbard led men's group and killed it and was amazing. Like, I heard about it for days afterwards. This group of men will welcome you in and you become a brother. And they will teach you how to obey everything that Jesus Christ has commanded. If you are not learning to better follow Jesus, if you are not learning to obey what he has commanded you, if you are not growing in love for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and others, you may need to step into a group where real discipleship is happening. If you don't have growth in your spiritual journey, and even I've been following for Jesus for 20 years, if I'm not growing, I am stagnant and I am dying. You should always be growing in your faith. If I'm not growing in greater love for my brothers and sisters, if I'm not growing in compassion and mercy for my community, then I'm not growing. And I need to check in with my group because my ladies will say, hey, what's going on with you? Listen to what it says in 2 Timothy 1.9. It says this, it says, he called you to this holy work. 
not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So before you were created, before you were created, God created the thing that he wanted you to do. There was a work that he built you to do. That is the fulfilling call of life, of Christ in your life. That is what he has built for you. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. This is the King James Version I'm reading you. I know there's, oh, I think it's NIV on, this, on the screen. But this is what the King James says. This is, Which God hath ordained for you that we should walk in them. Now, the reason why I wanted to read you the King James is because of this. In, this. in this passage, when you lay it out in the Greek, that phrase that we should walk in them is really important because the work that God's called us to do is ongoing. It is a walk. You don't, you don't just end walking, right? You keep walking. It's ongoing. It means to make progress. As a matter of fact, the Greek means to make due use of every opportunity. It actually means that you, you, it's not a one and done situation, that the work that God's called you to do is ongoing and you can't stop. I don't care how hard it gets every Sunday morning here at Hope Church. I don't care how hard my week is. I don't care how many weird messages I get uh, in Facebook in the middle of the night. I don't care. This work will not stop. Hope Church will not stop because God has called me to do it. Until he says, I'm done with Hope Church, I'm not done with Hope Church, right? And whatever God's called you to do, until he tells you to move on to something else, you're not done. You walk in it continually in an ongoing process. See, God had a thing for you to do, and he made you just for that. Remember we talked about Matthew last week, and we talked about the skills and abilities that Matthew had honed as a Roman tax collector were then turned around and used for the kingdom of God. And that's why we have the eternal work of Matthew, the book, because of Matthew, the tax collector, God has a purpose for your life. And each of us have a role to play in the Great Commission. Some of you are fulfilling your role here at Hope Church every week. And it's amazing. The third thing that I want you to understand is that you are making, or the second thing rather, is that this is an eternal difference. This isn't just a here in this life difference. It is an eternal difference. You are doing something that makes a difference. So you're called to make a difference, to do something that makes a real difference. We want you to say, listen, I want to make a difference. And we want you to step into something that's actually making a difference. That's why we call this church hope. In case you didn't know, that circle H is very meaningful and purposeful for us. I love the fact that the story of the gospel of Jesus Christ wasn't stopped when Jesus died. And I love the cross because on the cross, he paid for my sins. But the power and the hope for all eternity is in the empty tomb. And that's why we have a circle H as our logo. Because we believe that out of the empty tomb came the hope 
of all mankind came Jesus Christ and he is alive and he is risen and he's ascended to be with God at the right hand and remember all power and all authority in heaven and on earth are given to him and he says therefore go and make an eternal difference right that's why we have a circle H logo because we believe the power is in the resurrection the hope for all mankind and this is this is the question we have to ask what is the litmus test of whether it makes a difference or not What's the test that we can have? And I want you to write, write it somewhere in your, in your notes. It's a very important word. You are called to make a difference here at Hope Church on our leadership team or in the dream team or wherever God calls you in outreach in our community on Serve Saturdays. You are called to make a difference. And it's eternal. Write that somewhere. Man, get it tattooed on you. I don't care. Eternal difference. Yes, I'm telling you to get a tattoo. It's fine. I know, I'm going to get emails for that one. It's okay. So in other words, if we take care of people, if we feed a lot of people, but we never tell them that Jesus is the hope of all mankind, we have lost our purpose. If we get to help people get out of their mess, but they don't go to heaven, we did them an absolute disservice. The way I like to say it is social justice is important, but social justice without spiritual justice isn't justice. Because you'll get somebody out of their mess just to give them an eternity in hell. And that's not what we're called to do. You can't meet somebody's physical needs and not tell them the most important thing they need because they're going to spend the vast majority of their time in eternity. But at the same time, spiritual justice is not justice without social justice. You can't have one without the other. If you're going to tell somebody that Jesus loves them, you better give them a plate of food if they're hungry. If your brother or sister comes to you and says, man, I'm struggling to pay my bills this week. I've lost my job. I don't know what else to do. If you don't step in and do something, then you are not giving them the justice they deserve. They need Jesus and help, okay? But Jesus is preeminent. Listen, I want to tell you that that is why it is an absolute joy to be a part of what we do here at Hope Church. Because we're not just here on Sunday. Do you know we do so many things in our community that I just don't know that you guys know. Do you know that we volunteer and actually help other churches in our area with sound and production? Do you know our team goes to, to other churches and helps them with their lighting? Did you know that this week my sweet, sweet father and my son served our community by making sure that a funeral had music because they didn't know of anybody that could play or sing. And they even requested a really hard song. And Kian and my dad went and played that funeral and made sure that those people were able to honor their loved one. Those little things. Yeah, right? amazing. They make a difference. And those things are eternal in nature. They help people know who God is. Whether it's on a camera here in this room or in Hope Kids or in the parking lot greeting people or helping people with coffee or snacks or whatever. And I pray to God we have enough coffee today. Brian, I just hope that there's still enough because every Sunday that you're here we run out. I told, I told my mom today, I said, listen, you got to make all the pots of coffee because the, the Peltos are going to be here. <laughs> it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yep. Right? 
Listen, by this point in our journey, you ought to understand this principle, but I want to show it to you in Scripture. In 1 Corinthians 3, 12 through 15, it says this. It says, if anyone builds on that foundation uh, using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work, your work, will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light and it will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. Listen to this. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of frames. I want to make it very clear because we're here to make a difference, doing something that makes a difference. That what quality you put behind the purpose that God has called you for matters. Because what burns up? Material things burn up. Metals melt. Hay burns up. Bricks char and crumble. But the eternal work that you do in this life, telling somebody about Jesus, inviting them to Hope Church, telling them that Jesus loves them while you give them food, while you fight for their justice, that will never burn up. It will be eternal and you will be rewarded. I don't know about you, but when I step into eternity, I want to be the first person that greets so many that I have led to Jesus. I cannot wait to be on the receiving line. If you ever been to student camp or for um, Ignite Camp in, uh, or served at kids camp, we do something and it's called the tunnel. Okay? The tunnel is serious. When we let kids into the auditorium for worship experiences twice a day in the summertime, all of us leaders create a tunnel and we cheer. When they come in, we are screaming and yelling and acting like idiots and high-fiving them. Why? Because we want them to be so excited because they've made it and it's about to be a party. And let me tell you, when we enter into the kingdom of God, I am going to be right there waiting for you and I'll be going, woo, we made it. We're here and that will be my reward. I don't need a mansion. I don't want a crown. I just want to see your faces. I just want to see you there. So do something that doesn't get burnt up. Do something that's eternal. Number four, I believe that we're called to make a difference together. That's why God had the disciples, the men and the women that surrounded Jesus and followed him until he ascended into heaven and then multiplied by the thousands and then by the millions and then by the trillions over these centuries is how we make a difference. You see, we want to make a difference with people who make a difference. And we are making a difference here at Hope Church. Next week, I'm so excited to watch five of our communicators communicate. Next Sunday is a super special Sunday. It's called 505. And we will have five different communicators speaking for five minutes each. And it's going to be this opportunity for these men and women to flex their communicator muscles and to do what God's called them to do, making a difference. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And this is going to be exciting. Do not miss next Sunday because you're going to miss five amazing communicators speaking the word of God and teaching and preaching up in here. And if you ever want to be one of those people, go to Growth Track. <laughs>
okay? Go to Growth Track. We want to get you signed up. Now, this one's a big one to God. See, God will develop you as an individual, but he will never use you by yourself. I'm going to say that again. God will develop you as an individual, but he's never going to use you just by yourself. Y'all, that's why we get married, okay? Because two is better than one. And let me, let me just tell you that a lot of your spiritual journey is you and God. You and God. God and you, right? But then when he finally gets to a place where he wants to use you, he's going to put you on a team. And you don't always get to choose the team, okay? Because we are called to work together. Right now, this is my team. And I love this team. Because God has given me such a love for this team. And that's why we're called the body of Christ. You're not, you're, you're just a part. And you all work together. But if you find out that you're the hand, and you even develop your ability as the hand, it's only as effective as you find the arm to put the hand on, right? A hand by itself is creepy. That's why they call it the thing, Right? Creepy. As part of the Adams family, we don't have one. But it's creepy, right? But if you put the hand on the arm and the arm with the elbow and the elbow with the upper arm and the shoulder, don't come at me. I don't know biology really well. But all of this has to work together. Sure, you could be more skilled with your hand, but it's not going to work without the rest of it. And that's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 4.9, that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. So if you, if you ever want to accomplish the eternal things that I'm telling you about, you're going to have to do it with other people. Now, I know that some of my introverted people are like, oh, man, group projects, really? Yes, I know. But guess what? Your introvert self are so vital because we need you. We need you. Whatever your personality type, I want you to discover it. Now listen, a couple of months ago, when the crisis in Ukraine began to come, we asked you to partner with us in something called the Wesleyan, Wesleyan Emergency Relief Fund. It's called WARF for short. And you guys donated to make a difference in people's lives. And I'm so excited to give you an update of what your money has gone to do. Would you take a look at this video? Hi, my name is Peter. I am pastor of the West Church in Krakow. Uh, and behind me you can see a car. A car was given to us uh, just to help uh, people from Ukraine. Actually, uh, because this gift, we've been able to drive to several places in Ukraine. Uh, and each time food or sometimes clothes or, or there was washing machines. Uh, so we've been able to help demanded uh, people there because we got this car. And right now we are in the chapel of the Polish Western Church. A chapel which is now becoming a store. Uh, and the store is about food and clothes, giving to them for free. Sunday is going to be Sunday service. But Monday through Saturday is going to be a community store. Among those who came to Poland, almost 90% are women with children, and there's not enough job for them. 
So we've been able to employ two women from Ukraine and they're going to work full time for three months. We, we thought, okay, we would like to serve each day about 50 people, 50 families. And the, the project is for three months, which means that we hope to serve about 4,500 people, 4,500 families. And we got information from different parts of the world that there are people who would like to help. And that help is coming here. And we do see that that's the blessing for us to be hands of those who can help or want to help and they cannot be in Poland. We are blessed to be a blessing. And that's amazing, amazing experience for our church. Come on, guys. You were a part of that. You're part of purchasing that Sprinter van. You're part of the food and the clothing that are making a real difference on the front lines of a war that we can't fight for ourselves, but we can be the hands and feet of Christ through our brothers and sisters in Poland. How amazing is that, that we get to make a difference like that? 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 5 says this. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And then it goes on in verse 27 to say, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. You have a role to play in the church. You have a role to play uh, right here at Hope Church and we want to help you find that. You've been given God's special abilities and gifts and we want to help you discover that through Growth Track. Today, we have Growth Track happening tonight uh, for three hours from 5.30 to 8.30 right at Hope Church offices, which is about five minutes from here at the industrial park. Um, we are going to give you dinner. It's completely free, and we're going to help walk you through each one of these steps. We're going to help you take a spiritual gifts assessment and a personality assessment, help you discover your gifts and why God built you, and then walk you through what teams and what places right here at Hope Church can use those gifts and talents. It is an opportunity. If you would like to sign up, it's not too late. You can sign up today, and we will get you there tonight. Um, you can sign up right out in Next Steps because there's work to do. It's, there's work to do right here in Seaford. There is work to do right here in our community. There's work to do across Delmarva, right? And there's work to do in our nation and then in our world, because we want to go everywhere, just like Jesus taught us. So how can you make a difference? I want you to do two things today. The first one is ask Jesus, what's next for me? I don't know if you're here and you're new to the faith and you haven't uh, made a decision for Jesus. I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray with me in just a few minutes that you can say yes to a relationship with Jesus. You can say yes to this adventure, that you can make a difference. It's going to be an amazing opportunity. The next thing is, is that maybe you're here and you've had a relationship with Jesus. You just started. Maybe it's a week or a month or a year or several years and, and you just haven't stepped into being in a discipleship relationship. In that relationship where you can really connect with somebody else, where you can really begin to know God and discover your purpose and use all of that together to grow in your love for others, to serve other people, I would invite you to get connected to a group. Or maybe you need to begin uh, to share what Christ has done for you. Maybe you're in the faith and you are being discipled. It's time 
People, it's time for you to start telling other people what Christ has done for you. It's really easy. All you have to do is say, this is who I was. This is what happens when I accepted Jesus. And this is the difference that Christ has made in my life. You don't have to memorize scripture. You don't have to know theology. All you have to do is be a testimony of what Jesus has done for you. That's easy. Invite them to church. Buy them lunch. Take them out afterwards. But get into the habit of sharing your experience of Jesus and inviting people in to church because the impact, guys, is eternal. It matters. It has weight. As you leave today, I'm going to challenge you. I want to challenge you to invite five people to church. All you have to do is pick up the invite cards that are on your way out. Right as you exit, we have a nice sign that says, what you do makes an eternal difference, right? And then there's these little cards down there. Take five, I dare you. And I dare you to hand them out. That coworker that you don't like, give it to them. The coworker that you love, give them to, right? Give them out, invite people to church. Sign up for growth track. It's going to be amazing. And then your second thing I want you to do. So first you're going to ask Jesus, what's my next step? And here's the second one. It's a big leap from that first one, right? Take your next step. Take what Jesus tells you to do and do it. Sign up for a group. It's real easy. Go online, check it out, sign up for a group. Sign up for growth track today. But if you're here today and you are ready to make a decision to follow Jesus, to have a relationship with Jesus, I want to pray with you right now. Would you guys just close your eyes and bow your heads and give a little respect to those around you? If you're here today and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus, but today's the day and you're like, you know what? I'm ready. I want you to pray something like this, either out loud or in your heart. Jesus, today... I choose you. I say yes to a relationship with you. I pray that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to know that I have an eternity with you. Confirm it for me today. I know that you will. Father, I thank you that you're calling me. I pray that you would help me to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you, and you said yes today, you can do one of two things. If you're in person, you can scan the QR code on the screen and give us just your name and cell phone number. We're just going to give you a text and say, hey, we're so glad that you said yes to Jesus today. We want to connect you to your next step. If you are listening online, you can text, that's me to 94000, and we'll connect with you. Maybe today you're here and you have walked away from God and you're like, I'm, I'm over it, I'm done. I want to challenge you to come back. It's never too late to come home. If you're here or you're online and you want to tell Jesus I'm back, pray something like this. Say, Jesus, I am back. I want to come back and recommit my life to you. I want to say yes all over again. I'm back. I'm coming back to a relationship with you. I thank you for being patient with me. And I ask you to forgive me for where I strayed. I'm coming home. Forgive me for my sin. And help me to reconnect to you in a way that helps me know you and find freedom and discover my purpose so I can make a difference. If that's you and you said, uh, I'm back, you can text I'm back to 94000. Or if you're in-house, you can scan the QR code on the screen. We'll be happy to connect with you and help you discover your next step and help you to connect. I'm so honored that you have made those choices 
I'm so excited for where we're going as a church, and I know God has amazing things for us. So would you make sure that you invite somebody, and we will see you right back here next week. We hope you found today's message both helpful and inspiring. Hope Church meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in Seaford, Delaware. If you would like more information, you can find it at www.hopedelmarva.com. That's hope, D-E-L-M-A-R-V-A.com. Thanks for listening.